Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Um, This week has been a week of disaster, it feels like, to a certain extent on the emotional level. I mean, nothing really is going on. It's just getting closer to the remembrance of Kennedy. And it's difficult. Um, My emotions are just just everywhere as I'm continuing to try to heal through things, uh, continue to try to make sure the kids are good with with everything and stuff like that. And of course, you know, work, um, I think I'm just going to leave work out of the mental health check this week. Y'all just know what type of time, um, corporate America be on. And I just, just is what it is. But all week I've just been having like very, very big emotions. Um, and it's weird to an extent because I don't know how to explain it. I just know that everything is like elevated in me in the sense of like on the emotional level. And so when I'm thinking about certain things or when I'm, you know, having to because, you know, healing is daily. When I'm having to poke at certain things, it's just creating like an extreme level of emotion. So if it's something that, you know, is a happy thought, it's like super extreme. If it's something that's sad, it's super extreme. Um, and that's been kind of happening the past few weeks, but this this week right now, or the week that's just passed, is just, it, it's been like overbearing because it's a snowball of things that go on in my life that if you don't know me for real, you will be like, yo, like there's no way. Like so much stuff be happening. And like one of my homeboys, he's like, man, that is a sitcom life. And I don't know how, you know, how you live it. I'm like, bro, it's weird because these are the things that happen to me. And it's even more weird because I don't bother nobody. Right. I, when I say I stay out the way, I'm not like, oh, I stay out the way. But then you see me at the next party. But then you see me at the next shindig, whatever. You know, you see me posting crazy or doing crazy stuff. Like I, when I say I stay out the way, I stay out the way. So when certain things happen to me, it's like really, really weird. It it really is. And I noticed that this week um, because I'm in this space, you know, with my kids and them trying to figure out how they want to maneuver, you know, with their mom. I have to kind of shut down a little bit of what's going on with me so that I could figure that part out, you know, with them. And that becomes difficult. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I know there is people out there that struggle with depression, anxiety, yada, yada, whatever, that have kids, but I don't know how often or how, or do you even shut yourself down so that you can, be a parent at full capacity. I know it's not healthy overall, um, but I've been through so much and I've had to do it so many times. I think I'm, I, I think I am broken because like immediately, you know, I could be going through something 
and they need me and immediately I'm shutting my emotions, my thought, I'm shutting it all down to, you know, be there and be available for what they need. And especially we've been talking about um, accountability, like, and I've been really getting on them about that over the past, you know, few months, especially what's going on with their mama. I'm just like, you know, y'all have to stay focused on what y'all are trying to accomplish within y'all. We'll deal with the other stuff later, but it's heavy on me because I've seen this as a child, right? Seeing, seeing neglect to an extent, seeing abuse to an extent, seeing just, I just don't want to fuck with you for real. Like seeing it as a child, like it, it, it hurts, right? Because you don't like your your mind is immature. You don't really understand it. You don't know why uh, your parent don't want to do this or do that. You don't know, you don't know why you don't have the same connection as as your friends and stuff that you know may have both of their parents. But even if they just had uh, one parent, like that parent is super active, right? You don't understand that. And so for me, for me, like I I I, I be having to explain. Because people, and this is not to dog him because it's, it's not about that, but people have an assumption that me and my brothers live with my dad and we have this this great relationship, you know, coming up and we didn't. Like he was, he was my coach all of my football time, but there was no intimate father-son type situation that I could recall. Like I have stories that people have told me when I was a baby before, you know, my, my mind was developed enough to remember certain things. But I heard stories from when I was like a little baby, when I was really sickly, like I didn't want nobody but him. I just wanted him to be there. Like, you know, cause I, I lived in the hospital for a long time when I was young and I don't know the full time frame, but that's the legend is that I lived in the hospital and I learned to walk in the hospital. Um, and I had, you know, my nurse, Miss Rose, like she would pull me around um, in a in a, a radio flyer wagon. Right. Um, but past that, past those stories, I just remember the coach. And I just always remember feeling like, yo, like. I just want. My parent to be interested in whatever I'm interested in, whether it's random you know, random or not. And I know life is life. You know, everybody don't have time to be living, you know, in imagination. Everybody don't have time for that. But there's just something about that feeling that I that I felt as a kid that I said to myself when I got older, I wouldn't be that person. So watching my kids go through this with their other parent, it's like, fuck, like I try my best to make sure y'all didn't have to go through that. Like, I really thought I was making a good decision with the person that I married and the person that I decided to have kids with. I really did. Right. And I didn't take into account how mental health works, because, again, when we were young, nobody talks about it. You're not depressed. You're sad. You're not depressed. You're hungry. You're not depressed. You're poor. Like. And now us adults that had to go through that. We're struggling especially those of us who haven't really had to be on our own. And I've been on my own for a very, very long time. You see what I'm saying? So I got to the point to where I can continue to say, oh, I was raised like this, or these people did this, or this person said that, or I was taught this or taught that. Or I could say, that's cool. Let's either break that completely down and break completely away from it, or let's build on that. 
Let's let's take that that point and 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 remove the parts that you feel are wrong. And keep the parts that you feel that were actually helpful and then let's build on that. And so watching my kids like watching it as a as a father now. Right. And I, I, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you about a parent that. Really be quitting for real. A parent that's really not present for real. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do because I saw what I saw, felt what I felt, even if like I like I say all the time, what you said or what you did and how I interpreted it is on me. That's why I don't lash out on people. That's why I don't be bugging out on people, because you could have meant well and you could have done whatever you felt was right, you know, at the time. But it affected me in a way that I need to figure it out. Right. That's why I don't blame nobody. Everybody goes through what they go through. Um, and I have understanding there. And that allows me not to be so angry at life because of things that I think should have happened that didn't. And so I'm looking at my kids and we going through this week after week and I'm talking to them about, you know, me being in a relationship for real and stuff like that. And one minute they're cool with it. Next minute they're like, man, I don't, I don't know you like this is scary. Right. And my kids matter to me. Everything or anything that I do that's going to affect them. I talk to them about. Me dating someone, especially at the age that I am, I'm playing for keeps. So we have to continue to have conversations until I feel that you are truly comfortable with me doing this. Like, I don't have people at my house. I don't I don't talk to a bunch of people around my kids. And I do that for my own for myself. Because back when I grew up, people had hella aunties and uncles that was that was not at no family functions. And I didn't want to do that for my kids. I don't want to confuse them. I don't like I've already I, I learned my lesson on my last relationship with allowing them to get attached to, to people. Allowing them to get attached to ideas. And so that's why I'm very open with who I am to them, how I move, how I, you know, the things that I say in my mental health and stuff like that, because I don't want them like. I don't want nobody to be able to tell them anything about me. And I don't want anybody to teach them something incorrectly from an outdated script. I allow my kids to teach me how to teach them. I allow them to be who they're going to be. I, I, I observe things and I'm like, all right, cool. That needs some adjusting that don't you straight. And we have our conversations. But this this. They're older now. And I think this is like a month of me talking about this subject because they keep this is bothering them. Right. And if I'm being honest, it bothers me, not for what she has done, said to me, but because because they're bothered. And I can't fix. I can't fix their feelings about her, which now in turn, because I cut me off, I cut I, I cut my emotions off. Right. Because I got to deal with this. But when I cut the motherfuckers back on, oh, man, it's like a damn it's like the damn broke. Because failure, feeling like a failure kicks in. Feeling like I, I not I haven't protected them kicks in. Feeling like I've put myself 
before them kicks in. Right. Because I, I, I and this just hit me. This just hit me a couple of days ago. When people, quote unquote, stay for the kids. That shit not for the kids. That's your ego. You don't want to let nobody know that it's failing. You don't want to, you don't want to let anybody know that this is more difficult than you anticipated. So you you I'm gonna stay for the kids. The kids need me. That was my way of thinking. That's why I allowed what I allowed. And now it's coming back to bite me in the ass because they like, nah, fam, what? And and I gotta eat that. And so when I cut my emotions back on about it, I'm like, man, like, I can't believe you did that to them. I can't believe you took them through that and tried to hide it behind. Oh, I'm doing this for y'all because it's like, like, and, and this is hindsight because in the midst of everything, yeah, like all I wanted to do was be, you know, be married, be in a relationship, yada, yada, whatever. In the midst of it, and this is all of my relationships, in the midst of it, I could see it right on. But the excuses of I'm going to take the brunt force of it to protect them instead of I'm going to get us away from all of this shit. This is why I don't I don't judge people who are victims of any type of abuse that stay. You don't know what to do when you're in the middle of it, for real. You, you just don't. Even when you like finally come out of it, because a lot of us come out of it through violence. We it, we come out of it through whatever the abuse is towards us. That's how a lot of us come out of it. And it creates this panic in us. Even when we doing it, we so scared and we watching over our shoulders. And you would think we're in some type of horror movie because that's just how it feels. And being able for me, being able to break free from that, but now dealing with the residual effects of my kids, it just has created this large level of emotions and fear in general, right? I've lost so much. I've lost so much while healing. I've lost so many people while healing. My healing language is different. I leave me alone. I, I don't I don't know how to be open. While I'm in the midst of this war trying to figure out how to make sure my kids mental is OK. I don't know how to 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 be friendly. I don't know how to be, you know, loving to an extent while I'm in the midst of this fight, you know, trying to make sure my kids is OK. I know I, I, I say I have to do things inside out meaning i got to make sure that i'm good first before anybody else but them is my babies and they didn't ask to be here so having these conversations with them and trying to figure out how we're going to get through it, it it takes up a lot of my time it's difficult when i start liking people and then the kids are like uh, not even uh they don't like it but it's the thought process of my mama came and went. We finally get somebody and then we find out she don't really like us. We finally get somebody else. We get super, super duper attached and that's no more. And so now they like, nah, we good. You do that. You do that. The thing is. They my kids, I don't get a break from them. So bringing people over is kind of. 
kind of difficult. Because in their mind, like, don't, don't, don't try to force me to be a part of that just yet because I don't want to get hurt. And because, because I've taken them through that before, I'm very patient with them. I mean, we talk about it every day, you know, now that I feel like I really just, I really for real need a partner, right? Not for nothing else, but for, I deserve it. I, I, I put in the work to get here, just like everything else when it comes to my healing, when it comes to the poetry, when it comes to this podcast, I put in the work to get here. And these big emotions have, have been created within the past six months, past year. And it's just, it's been overwhelming, right? It's just, it's just been overwhelming. And I, I'm teaching them. I heard someone say, um, let me not say that. I think I, uh, David Mann, David Mann. He was, he, I saw a clip of him saying, and he, this was in regards to romantic relationship, but y'all know me when I hear stuff, I try to make sure, or I try to see how it applies to other things. And he had, he, he said he was in a crowd of people at some event, whatever. And he was, um, he was talking to them saying how, oh, it was, it was a relationship thing. And he was saying that, you know, in relationships or just human nature, it's a list of things that we want to give our person, right? We want to, this person got to do this, this person got to do that, say this, make this money, this education, no kids, some kid, like, it, like everybody has their, their list, but they don't want to be that. And so he was saying that for you to find the thing that is going to fit you best, find a thing that you that you want more, that, that you want more than anything. Make a list of everything that you that you want in that person. And then become that list. And so I'll be telling my kids, listen, when it comes to when it comes to you dealing with me, when it comes to you dealing with your own relationships, when it comes to you dealing with your siblings and y'all difficulties or what have you, I want you to make a list. You don't have to, you don't have to write it down fully, but I want you to take note of the things that you expect from them and how they deal with you. And I want you to be that. The reason why I say that, because for me, the best love is reflective love. The best love is the day to day. I'm going to, to do my best to make today count. I don't really care about tomorrow. Yeah, I hope for forever. Yeah, I wish for, for forever. But I'm focused on daily what, what we got today because tomorrow isn't promised. I keep telling you all not even today is promised, but tomorrow isn't promised. And so I was telling that to them and they were just kind of like they didn't understand. I'm like, for me, like. I, I need healing. I need somebody that's going to understand that I take my podcast seriously, that I take my poetry seriously, that understands I'm not about to argue, that understands I'm not about to fight. Yeah, I'm going to debate. Um, if somebody mess with you, I'm going to slap the shit out of them, but then I'm going to get back to peace. I'm, uh, it's a thin line between their Heavenly Father and I'll slap the shit out of everybody. That, and, I, and I live right on that line when it comes to protecting what I'm responsible for. And so I didn't want a broken person. I've been healing myself. I didn't want a loud, clickety-clack, fighting-type person. I had, to, I had to 
reduce the rage. I didn't want a materialistic person. So I had to start focusing on non-materialistic things. Right. I have become I have become the list that I'm looking for. The only holdup is my kids are like, we don't want to be a part of that just yet. And for, again, they live here. I'm not about to always go out. I'm not always going to go away from my home to please them. So there has to be some type of common ground. And so that that's why it came up. And I'm like, um, I put in the work to get here. Now, here is my list of what I what I see in my kids. And I told them this is I don't want you tripping on me or having an attitude with me or talking to me crazy. So I changed my tone. I don't want you for the littles. I don't want you not getting in the shower, not grooming yourself, not making sure, you know, you're not funky and stuff. So, by example, I'm going to get in the shower. You're going to see me put my castor, not see me, but you, you like, you're going to know I have my castor oil on. You're going to know, you're going to see me brushing my teeth. You're like those things. Cause, cause kids are little. And a lot of times you saying it, it don't, it don't, it don't connect. But if they see you doing it, they, they will rather mimic what you're doing than listen to what you're saying. And so I'm teaching them how to become the, the list because it's, it's bigger than what they think. Like I said, I thought me doing me being the father that I was would outrank, outweigh anything that possibly could happen to them. And as we have these conversations now and in and junior 17, twin is 16, uh, um, King King will be 14 next week. It ain't no baby talk no more. Now nah, you get on my nerves, big dog, like you be bugging. You got attitude issues. Like me, like me and my, when I say we talk, we talk. And that's because I'm teaching them be the thing that you are looking for. So that when it comes, you're going to know, yo, that's what it is. It's not going to matter what nobody says, what nobody thinks of it. You're going to know, oh, okay, I put in the work. Like this is, this is the reciprocation of that. Like I, 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 you know, <laughs> I hate saying it like this, but I manifested this life. I manifested this part of my business. I manifested this part of the relationship because I became the thing that I wanted. And that goes for friendship, relationship, your parenting style, work, be the, be it. And see how see how you like it, because one of the things that I did learn. Right. And I'm just being honest. One of the things that I did learn while becoming the list was things that I thought I, I wanted. How hard it was to obtain and maintain that thing within me. And my mind said, if, if, if this is frustrating me. I know it's going to frustrate another person and with another person that's going to create conflict. Because you're annoyed about it. I'm annoyed about it. I don't want that. So it starts, it, it allows you to see, like when you start trying to become what, what the list is, it allows you to see how fucking irrational you are in some of your, your way of thinking. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to go there because it's not that podcast. Ooh, y'all almost caught me. You start to realize how irrational the thing is that you want 
and then you start to realize you only want it because society tells you you want it. And then it's like, yeah, now I'm not asking that of nobody because I'm trying to do it for myself and I can't do it and I can't maintain it. And not even that I can't. A lot of times it ain't even, it's not even that you can't do something. It's more so that I don't even want to. Like, I don't I want to do that. And it takes us to this point to where we we have this divide of choosing to be right about something and doing the right thing. I know that sounds crazy, but a lot of people, a lot of people prefer to be right. Over doing the right thing, especially if if it's eyes on it, if it's eyes on something. Yeah, they'd rather they'd rather be right. They don't they don't care about doing the right thing. They don't it. They could care less. It doesn't it doesn't matter if it affects them morally, if it affects them ethically. They don't care because they're right. And that's another big part of the reason why I don't argue and why I'm trying to teach the kids like it's OK to have a healthy debate uh, uh, debate. It's OK to have a healthy debate in life because challenging your your own way of thinking um are are being challenged by someone outside of your way of thinking is how you grow mentally right it's how you learn is how you learn different things so when i say not argue i don't mean debate on educational stuff i don't mean debate you know like regular random stuff in relation what i what i mean argue i mean the violent part of it that's the part that I'm like, I'm not with that. I'm not, we're not about to be in here yelling, wasting time because all we're going to do is mouth kiss and fuck and then we're not going to remember. And so what was the purpose of all that when we can just stay at this level here? Yeah, we can be irritated. Yeah, we can be mad, but let's, let's agree on a, a certain level we're willing not to cross so that we can move forward because when voices get to a certain level, it doesn't matter who right. It's who about to win this argument because you're not about to out talk me. You're not about to over talk me is where people's mind go. And so the right thing to do would be to calm it down and be like, yo. One of us got to be the bigger person. But we so busy wanting to be right, we could care less who the fuck the bigger person is, because uh, what they say, I'm not the one order to. And that's just something that we live in overall is that we would we would be so much better if we were more concerned about doing the right thing as opposed to looking like the right thing. And we get lost in that. We really get lost in in just not doing what we should be doing as human beings. Like we get to this point, even when it comes to um, our healing process. We. We tend to 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 want to water and prune the leaves, but put no work into the foundation. We don't want to till the land. We don't want to make sure um, the seeding is correct. We don't want to make sure the roots are are, are unobstructed. We just care about what everybody else see, not realizing that long after 
those leaves that we're trying to pay attention to. So long after the big titties, the abs, the biceps, the, the big ass, the, the, the stacked thighs, long after that, because those are leaves. I don't care how you put it. When it comes to, to life, those are leaves. What's your heart like? What's your mind like? What are your morals like? At what point do we start to understand that? I've always been a person of inner beauty first. Always, always, always. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I knew at a very young age that all that shit going, like, wrinkles is going to come, titties going to sag, ass going to disappear. If I'm with you long enough, you know, you might get the hunchback. I'm going to get the hunchback like old people on a walker. Yada, I mean, most high willing, it don't happen. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I've always understood that it's about healing and growing foundation up, not crown down. I could be in my right mind and have a broken heart and that emotion and that intensity of that pain is going to take over everything. I could be I could be ripped and be miserable. So for me, not saying that I don't care about my outer appearance, but I know I'm fine as fuck. My dad by on on 10. Like I'm with it. But I'm working on my heart. I'm working on my mind. I'm working on my energy. I'm working on my spirituality. Like y'all know, I told y'all, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to religion anymore. And it's been a long time because of something something that I went through years ago. But then when Kennedy passed, I was just like, nah. Because these people keep telling me, you know, over there that in the Bible, the kid is the most important thing. So how my baby did. So I had to start healing from that. But I couldn't heal it by lifting weights. I couldn't heal it by trying to get cute. I had to heal it by doing the work on me mentally, physically or mentally and emotionally. I could, I don't, I don't care. Like, and I'm just, I'm just, cause, cause beauty is perspective and that's what we all forget. Beauty is perspective. I was looking at something, uh, yesterday and, uh, was it, is it little Yachty or little, I don't know. I'm old. It was, it was a TikTok, and the lady was like, let's dress like a uh, little Yachty or Uzi something. I don't, I don't know. And she's putting on all these random colors and it hit me that. Who told you what colors matched? Who like who said this match, this don't match? And then more so, who said it was okay? Who just was like, oh, that go together. And this is just gonna be what it is. Because what I've learned is that life is all of our life. I don't care how you slice it, I don't care what religion, what ethnicity, what gender, all of our life is about being programmed. Every single thing that goes in our mind, music, TV, how what we see, it goes in our mind and it creates the next thing for us. If we want to do it, it like we're going to figure out how to get it, get that thing done. If we see something that we don't like, we're going to try to figure out how to get it out of our mind. And what I've learned is. You have to like we're all in the matrix, but you have to find the right frequency 
that is going to help you progress with the least amount of negativity and collateral damage. But if you focus on everybody else and what they have going on, you're never you're never going to find that frequency. You're going to be stuck in theirs and you're going to give them power in their little pod of of emotions, of hate, of whatever, of materialism. You're going to give them that energy they need to keep going the whole while you're stuck in a matrix now following them instead of figuring out what gets you to the next thing. Right. We have to start thinking for ourselves. We have to start believing for ourselves. Like I could care less what anybody thinks about me outside of my kids. Because it's, it's not going to change like your opinion is not going to change anything that I'm going through. You can hate my entire business. Guess what? It's not meant for you. And you not liking my clothing, you not liking the podcast, you not liking the poetry, it doesn't change the fact that other people do. Just like on the flip side, it doesn't change the fact that because people do like the apparel, do like the podcast, it doesn't change the fact that a lot of people do not. I'm not part of their frequency. I'm not in the way of life for them. But their opinion, it doesn't, it's not changing anything. I always tell the kids, get to the point to where, because it's difficult, get to the point to where it doesn't matter who doesn't, it just matter who does. Stop worrying about all the extra stuff. Stop like, like really, really focus on what's needed, right? Because my kids like, oh, they got love for me for this and this, that, and the other. And I used to be like that too. Like, oh, I'm out here on this track going crazy. They got love for me. You know, I got a pick to the house. They got love for me. And then like, as I start getting older and understanding that what we assume was love was in fact not love. And now I'm lost and I'm realizing that love is not enough. Like love by itself is ass, period. I don't care how you slice it. If I say I love you and stand still and there's no action behind it, it's wasted words. It's wasted words. Like people have this idea that love alone is enough to sustain relationships and friendships. It take more than the idea of love. Love is action. It says communication, uh, uh, shared value, mutual growth, um, shared ideas, and compromise. If you have none of those things, quit telling people you love them. Even with your kids, if you if you don't if you don't exhibit these extra things, quit telling them you love them. If you're not willing to communicate through the hard times, through the good times, it's not love. If I'm trying to force my values on you and not giving you no room to kind of figure it out and see if that's what you want to be about, I, that's not love. That's dictatorship. That's high key imprisonment. That's, that, that's an emotional prison right there. You are holding me emotionally against my will. You're not willing to compromise. You're not willing to communicate. Stop saying you love me. 
I had to learn what love was to realize, oh shit, this is why everything keeps messing up in my life because I'm 10 toes down on love. I die about it. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know what it was. And I'm 41 now. And again, on this journey of healing, I had to realize, bro, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than transactional relationships. Every single relationship that I've ever been has been transactional. And that's one of the hardest pills to swallow for me, because I, when I say I'm obsessed with my partners, I be bigging them up. Oh, I love this girl. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to post you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to go here, go there. I'm going to change who I am for this and that. And. No. Out here with the red nose and a white face. Got the red wig on with the with the size 13s. Whole ass clown. Thinking I know what love is. Thinking I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. The reality of it is I wasn't like I like again, this is why I have the conversation with the kids about it's the other parents. It's the other parents' responsibility to teach you how to deal with me. Just like it was my parents, my elders, it was their responsibility to show me what love was. Not just love from uncle, auntie to, to nephew, uh, grandma to grandson, grandfather to grandson, mom to son. Like, not just that, but show me what love is. So when I start going into the world, I know what to do properly. I know that money is not love. I know that things are not love. And I'm not saying, and again, this ain't nobody's fault because life is life and it's up to you as the person to pay attention to the things that you need to pay attention to. Everything is not going to be a handwritten test. Everything is not going to be, hey, young and come sit down and boom, 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 boom. Sometimes you got to observe and you, you, you have to look and sometimes you, you will look wrong. You'll look wrong. And it's a lot of things in my life that I have observed incorrectly. Why? Because I saw it in action, but I never questioned it. So what you what good is that if I see it and I'm like, oh, like that's like. I like how that look. But I don't know how you got there. That's why I don't do relationship goals. I don't know how you got there. I just don't. And so. Understanding and figuring out what love was and realizing how much bigger life was outside of the word or, uh, yeah, outside of the word. It's like, dang, like, nah, that wasn't love, big dog. You didn't want to be by yourself. You didn't know how to be by yourself. I'm a firm believer that I wasn't built to be by myself. Like, I believe I believe that wholeheartedly, but I believe that this time that I've been learning who I am was part of my story. It has to be. Because I'm quick to love everybody. Anybody who know me know that. Listen, I'll meet you tomorrow. Right. And by next week, like, oh, yeah, we in this thing. My friends, you be like, you so proud all the time because I got to give all of me. I don't know when this is going to end. And. This is an egotistical thing, and it is what it is. I, I'm never changing this. You're going to get all of me, both good and bad, up front immediately so you can make your assessment. 
I don't care if I'm obsessed with you or I looked obsessed with you and people are like, oh, y'all, y'all been talking for three hours and you talk about you love her. So she did something that exhibited what I was looking for. So I don't I don't care because now I understand what love is for me and I understand what love isn't for me. So I know exactly what I'm looking for and how I'm how I'm looking for. Well, I'm not looking for shit because no, my my. My search meter is garbage, clearly. Knowing what I know now about, about love, about relationship, about connection, and you know, with trying to teach my kids how to be opposite of me in in the bad ways, but be but take the big things and ask questions about those things that the things that you see me doing that uh that enhance progression, ask me questions about those things. The things that you see me doing that create a negative vibe, call me out on those things. Don't just let me, don't just let me be because I'm your dad, because you got to go in the world and they're not going to teach you. This stuff you got to figure out yourself. Like I seen a, I seen a quote in, um, when I was taking, when I was taking notes for this, I saw a quote and I don't know who said it. I don't even know if it's a real quote or just a saying, but it says I am everywhere, but nowhere at the same time. I'd be everywhere. But I'll be nowhere. When I was younger, I had like, and it's funny because when I was in high school and I first started writing uh, poetry, shout out to Mr. Gonzalez, 10th grade English, deep building. Um, I used to say, I'm going on a journey Wait, what did I say? I said, I'm on a journey. It was something like I'm on a journey going nowhere or something like that. Or I'm like, it was something crazy, but in the same vein as, as this. And when I said it back then, cause it was like, I had a whole ass uh, poetry book that I wrote in a gray uh, three ring binder on loose leaf paper. Like it was a whole, that jump was filled up with poetry. I have no clue where it is, but that was the title of my book. A journey to nowhere in a hurry. That's what it was. That was the title of my, my very first book. I never published it. I don't know where those poems are. I don't know where that folder is, but it was a journey to nowhere in a hurry. And even at such a young age, I felt like I was battling a time vortex of learning patience, understanding patience, but wanting what I want and wanting it right now. And it created this vortex of me just always feeling like I'm involved in so much stuff and I'm, you know, my hand isn't so much stuff, but I'm, I'm nowhere. And it took so much pain for me to start discovering who I was, how I was, what I wanted, who I wanted to be. Right. Like I said, like my thing was like I went from wanting to be my brother Duck's identical reflection with football, uh, with his artistry, with how the confidence he has and stuff like that. I went uh, I went from that to trying to find my way, not really understanding and just feeling lost for real. And so. I'm just going I'm going through through life. 
not really caring about who, who I am, not really understanding how big life is when you're on your own, when you have a family, when you're looking for love, when you're wanting love, when you're raising kids, like you don't, you're not thinking about that. And it made me realize, you know, even in today's time, it made me realize how important it was and how important it is for me to daily look into myself do things that are going to help my mind, do things that, that are going to feed my heart, do things that are going to feed my soul. Speak to people who understand that I need that. But also speak to people who understand I don't take without giving. I say all the time, I don't give a fuck about what you bring to the table. My table is set. All I ask is if you get to taking things off my table, you just replace it. I learned very young. My mother taught me very, very young. Always have your own stuff. Whatever own stuff is, like whether it's money, whether it's, you know, um, a place, whether it's another car, like or access to like always don't never let nobody be able to walk away from you and you have nothing. And that's something that I just remembered by watching who she was as we came up. And so for me. I guess that's why the table conversation always rubs me the wrong way, because without a woman, without a woman here, I've raised my kids. I've learned to cut hair, twist locks, braid hair, uh, sew clothes. I'll be ironing. I'll be cooking. I'll be cleaning. I'll be the nurse. I'll be the doctor. I'll be the chef. I'll be the counselor. All those things. So it's not that I need you. I can stand alone. Is it ideal? No, it's not. But my table is set. So when you come, you're actually not coming to bring anything to my table. You're bringing a whole table for yourself. And it's like the fucking scholastic fear. We looking at each other's table, seeing what I could give you or what I could take or what we can trade. That, that's what I'm looking for. Are you healed enough to trade items on the table or are you still broken to where you just bring in a chair? Because I'm bringing a whole table. I'm bringing love. I'm bringing healing. I'm bringing respect. I'm bringing uh, honesty. I'm bringing uh, uh, forwardness. I'm bringing reality. Right. I work hard. I, I, I work hella overtime. Like, you know what I mean? So. I'm all right. I'm not coming to you for a financial gain. I'm not coming to you like right now. Like everybody is on, like, nah, that's a different podcast. Woo. That's a different podcast. I hope I don't. I hope I don't forget to write the note down that just came to my head. But being being nowhere or being everywhere, nowhere at the same time helped me see that. It helped me see the importance of me being whole within myself. That's why isolation is important for me because I don't want your ideas in my head when I'm trying to heal because it's like anything else, like if in, in the midst of healing, right? And I have an open wound and I'm trying to uh, pack it or I'm, I'm trying to clean it, pack it, bandage it, right? After I clean it, if you come in with your solution and I pack it, I can be infected 
by that thing. So if I'm healing mentally and I'm going through something and I come to you, but you don't understand who I am today and you don't understand the trauma, like you talking to the old me, you're not talking to the trauma that has made Kevin who he is today. But if I'm listening to you and I'm confiding in you and I'm accepting your word, now I have patched up a wound that will never heal because it has your solution in there and none of mine because I trust and I, I love you so much. I believe that you're saying the right thing, but the reality of it is you can be saying the right thing to the wrong person because we're not in that time no more. I'm not little soft ass cry baby ass overly loving peanut i'm still loving i'm still caring i'm still gentle but i've been through so much that is so much rage in me i'm a porcupine i'm a chill i'm a mind my business i'm a stay out the way but if you touch me without permission you're going to get pricked and i mean that on um the emotional spiritual energy physical like in all aspects of me So in finding in finding out who I am, I, I, I learned that. And so I'm, I'm telling the kids like, man, listen, y'all got to always remember because they young. They 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 young. And they got I tell them y'all got to y'all just have to remember. Right. This idea that um, love alone. How could I say it? Love alone may not suffice for lasting and fulfilling relationships of any kind. Love is the, is the foundation, of course, and it's a powerful force that it can hold so much, right? Joy, pain, Chaos, confusion, um, all sit on top of love. Love is the foundation. Love allows tolerance. Love gives tolerance. L love gives a platform for communication to happen. But it's only one facet of what we going through. I said earlier, love demands shared values and compatibility. Like I always say, unison, not comparison. Right. I'm not willing to change who I am for nobody. I am willing to compromise on a few things for a person that I love. And again, it's it's not things that are against my morals. It's things that help you progress with me. So if I'm doing something that's against what what you do or if I say things or if I talk a certain way, if I drink, I smoke, I, I, I do crazy things. And you're like, hey, I don't I don't like that for me. I like you, but I don't I don't like that for me. It's up to me to be like, OK. You are worth it for me to change that thing. Right. You're not changing me. You're giving me the opportunity to say, I get it. I understand. I'm willing to try it. Be patient with me. Don't 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 bug out if I don't 
uh, succeed fully at this thing that you're wanting me to try. But I'm going to give it my best. And long as you're willing, I'm going to keep retweaking until I get it to a point to where it fits what we trying to do. And that goes for romantic relationships, my kids, everything. If it's it, for me, if it's worth not walking away from like if it's like, all right, whatever, then it's then it's whatever. I don't I don't care if you love me, like me, whatever. But if 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 you're a good friend, if you're a good person and I feel like there's a way to progress in life and progression does not mean romantic relationship. I mean, just progression as in friendship and everything. Then I'm going to look for the compatibility. I'm going to I'm going to like. I know what you like because I pay attention. I know what you don't like because I pay attention. I know where your head is spiritually because I pay attention. I know what you don't deal with because I pay attention. If you don't, if you haven't been through that process of having to deal with all of that, then it's going to be difficult for you to maintain friendships and relationships. It's going to be difficult for you to even parent as your kids start to grow up. Because I'm, I'm going to say this to all of my my listeners that have little kids. Enjoy that shit right now, because when these kids open their own mind and start talking to you about life that you assumed that they didn't see or life that you assumed that they didn't know about. I want you all to know it is bigger than what you think. And it's going to get crazy. So strap in. Strap in. Keep your mind open. Keep your head on a swivel. These kids going to grow up and it, it, it's it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Um, compatible, excuse me, compatibility is more than shared interest. It's a dynamic force that is shaping the relationship dynamic. One of the biggest things that I've experienced in life is lack of compatibility when it comes to life goals when it comes to the order of the relationship i'm not traditional at all in a sense of i'm the man do what i say blah 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 blah, blah. i'm only traditional when it comes to protection like I, I i i don't know why like i go crazy when it comes to protect uh protecting my partner um but you have to make sure that you are not solely looking visually because you will get with somebody that's fine as fuck and a whole ass demon. And they disguise it through sex and they disguise it through uh, sexy outfits and they disguise it through uh, having a shirt off and they got abs. They they disguise it through uh, trying to act like they got the money that they that they don't have. Like it's it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors out there. And because society says that's okay, we 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 keep allowing that. We we act like it's okay. We we miserable on a low. And we got to get out of that. Like, are you trying to be my partner for right now? Because I have I have a big thing. If you want to fuck, say it. If that's what you're here for, say it. I have my stint of being a hoe. I get it. You trying to smash? Say it. Don't hide it behind you trying to rock with me. You don't like if you if you out there and I don't go out there disrespecting people. But once we gain that, like that one on one conversation, if you hear what my guy say on Kill Bill, my name is my name is Buck and I'm here to fuck. 
If that's what you on once we gain that connection, say it. Don't waste my time because I'm not going to waste yours. If I'm in it for the long haul, I'm going to do my best to show you I'm in it for the long haul. It don't work all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been in situations to where I'm going in feeling like, yo, this is going to work and it don't work. And I understand that. But it takes two people with shared values to understand that, to make to to say, all right, I'm willing to see where this goes and I'm willing to put in a work to see where this goes. We got to start there. Like, I don't listen. I don't care if you got a six pack. I don't care if you got a fat ass, big titties, little titties, little booty, tall, short, big, red, white. I don't I don't care about none of that. What I care about is, hey, where you at with your healing? I fought too hard to get here. And I still have days to where I be like, like not losing my mind, but I still have days and months and stuff where I can't, I don't have the energy or mental capacity to be talking to nobody. And I just need you to just be. My healing language is dangerous. Can you handle that? Or are you going to make it about you when I'm trying to heal? I'm like, I, I know this about to sound selfish. When I get into my, my, my deepest fog, I don't know how to care about what the fuck you're going through. It's not a competition. I'm very open and, and, and forward. Like, hey, I don't know if I could deal with this. Like, this is a lot. This is really causing me to take a back seat to everything. If you can't handle that, that's a part of compatibility because I'm telling you who I am. And if you can't handle that, it's going to create extra conflict. Right. I'm very and I'm open that way at to listen. A couple of my friends be like, bro, you just be saying whatever. And I'm like, because so long I didn't say anything. I, I go out of my way to practice how to deliver peace, even when it's something harsh. I go out of my way to make sure that I don't deliver it all rah-rah. Even if you hurt me, it's like, yo, like you, you hurt me. I don't, I don't like that. And I'll slap the shit out of everybody. Right. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I choose better words, but that depends on the severity of the, the situation. So compatibility is for me, compatibility is the start, not what you look like, not what you sound like, not what you smell like. It's okay. Bet this, is what I'm on. Are you on this? Next is communication. How do you communicate that to me? How do you communicate your healing? How do you communicate your anger? How do you communicate your confusion? How do you communicate your love? How do you want it back? Effective communication is the heartbeat of any thriving relationship. I don't care how you slice it. You can love me all day. But if I have no communication with you and it's not in in um, or if I do have communication with you and it's improper, that love don't mean shit. Fuck away from me. You creating chaos. You creating confusion. I can't have a conversation with you because you're still mentally in this conversation of I'm hurting more than you. I'm doing better than you. Okay, go hurt and, and go hurt and be better with someone else because I'm not here to be com uh, competitive with you as a result to the matters of my fucking heart and mind. And we get lost in that and communication breaks. 
immediately when you start realizing, damn, I'm not even compatible with this person because the real person comes out. We it's life. Everybody has a, a representative that comes to bat for you when it's time to get into a relationship. And then we wonder why everybody has all these podcasts right now bashing each other. Because nobody is worried about compatibility until it's too late. They want to be uh, in the in the aggression. They want to be in the disrespect. They want to be in the argumentative stages of life because society pays attention to that. It wasn't until I became an adult and I just started realizing like, yo, society really rewards negative behavior. I start seeing on social media where people will post, they'll start their clip off with something hella negative just to be like, but buy my shirt, but watch my movie, but listen to my song because negativity thrives in, in the world. And it's just so weird that a person can't like, I can't just be like, yo, I love you because I love you. I got to go through these fucking hoops. Not me. I learned how to be by myself. So none of that shit matters. The balancing act of love and communication is one of the hardest balancing acts I feel like on an emotional level. Love, though it's profound, doesn't automatically solve communication challenges. Like when you're young, sex is love. And you will be in the middle of an argument and your girl will start giving you head or your girl will get naked or you will get naked and you will start touching on your girl, stuff like that. And then you forget everything when you're young, right? When you're older, I'm still going to get the nut, but we about to have this conversation whether you like it or not. And I'm open about that. Yo, we still like you could be you could be mouth kissing me, neck kissing me, touching. You could be doing all of that. And I'm still going to be into it 100 percent. And I'm going to be like, but we're still going to have a conversation. Immediately. And depending on the level of it, especially for me, if I'm the one in the right. Oh, yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk right through it. Because I know you ain't gonna listen otherwise. As partners, as friends, as parents to kids, anything, we need to be actively working on expressing ourselves and understanding each other. Understanding is one of the biggest things in my life. It allows me to keep my temper down. It allows me to not be so uh, easily bruised ego wise when people say and do certain things, because now I'm not looking at it from I'm me. I'm looking at it from you're you. And I don't know everything that's going on with you, how you say it and how I interpret it is on me. As long as you're not delivering it in a threatening way, then it's up to me to interpret it properly and how I see and, and to think deeply before my response, relationship, friendship, my kids, for real. Like. We have to learn, like love is this tricky. Love is this tricky. We got to learn how to be selfish properly beyond anything. 
Because in that, you're going to learn how to love yourself for real. And it's going to allow you to grow to the next level to where you can give that that you learned. You can give that to someone else and you can see when it's genuinely being reciprocated or not. And it allows you uh, 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 not to be as hurt because, again, you're moving in understanding. It's so many times that I'll, be, that I'll say I like somebody and I will like, oh, my God, be, be infatuated with them. And they won't pay me no mind. I just be laughing like, dang, like your boy didn't lost it. Move on. Not a big deal. Without understanding, I'm disrespecting the no. Without understanding, I'm throwing your phone. I'm cussing you out because you said no. The no makes me violent when I don't understand, when I have no understanding, when I have no self-love within myself, when I haven't put in the work in myself to understand, nah, you, you, you're not all that. Like one of the craziest things and one of the, the things that bothers me the most and it lets me it lets me see you haven't done no work on yourself is when your ex be like. I'm the pretty ex, like insinuating that your new person is ugly or your previous person is ugly. And it's like, no, I, I got to type you ugly, too, if that's the case. You hella ugly attitude like you could be the, you could be the finest thing on the planet, but your attitude can make you the ugliest. And you don't learn that without learning how to be selfish, create a foundation for yourself of of love, of, of genuine and authentic love that you want for yourself. You don't understand it's bigger than that. You don't understand it. You don't understand why you're not flourishing. You don't understand why, why things are going so bad so often with so many different relationships because you haven't learned how to love yourself. You don't know how to move in understanding. So you're taking every single thing personally. You don't understand distance. You don't understand silence. You don't understand communication. You don't understand any of that because you don't know how to love yourself. I'm telling y'all, this the internet is gonna have y'all unhealthily by that's not even a word. The internet gonna have y'all by yourself to the umph degree. You're gonna keep getting into these situations that are not fulfilling at all. Not because you're dealing with bad people, not because these people have uh, bad intentions, but you don't know yourself enough to be moving how you're moving and talking how you're talking. A lot of y'all want things that y'all don't do for yourself. I am a helper. I am not a doer. If you need help healing, you have to show me that you are healing. I'm going to jump in like double dutch. You can't be sitting on the wayside and expect me to not only uh, uh, help you, but you expect me to start it for you. You expect me to be the foundation of everything you need and you have no understanding of yourself. That's where these relationships break down. That's where these friendships break down. And we start to lose ourselves more and more. And we don't know how to 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 not only we don't know how to deal ourselves, but especially as parents, we don't know what to pass down to the kids. So. The generational curse, what they say, continues to go. I don't think that generational curses or cycles will be broken fully ever. 
but I'm doing my part to break the things I need to break. I'm doing my part to show people it's okay. Love. Yeah, you were stupid. Yeah, I was. I know how I feel. I was stupid too in relationships. Dumb, dumb. I know it hurt. I know you embarrassed. It comes with it. Yeah, you got played, fam. I, fam, listen. I be getting triple played. That's how slow I be. I don't even be, I don't like, it, like it really take me to be like isolated for a good couple months for like, damn, like you can't, you, you came in and got me for real, for real. Like I was like, I got lost. I got lost in the big cities. I got lost in how you smell. Like I just got lost. I've been there. But I love myself for real. I didn't realize how much bigger life was than what society said I needed life to be. And once I figured that out, I started to slow down, accept the pain, deal with it, try to overcome it. I, like, listen, this is the longest, this is the longest I have ever sat down relationship wise my entire life. When I tell you as a child, as a teenager, uh, preteen or preteen teenager, you know, adult, like early adult life. Mm -mm. You weren't about to catch me without a relationship. And I was in, I was loving in them jumps. What you want? If I got money, you got money. If we, if I'm doing, if I'm having fun, you having fun. I've been there. But then I realized even in all that, who, who am I trying to fool? Everything is transactional. And I got to the point where I'm at now in life in general, not even just ro uh, romantic. I, I just want, um, I don't, I don't want to be transactional. I, I don't want it to be that way. I want to deal with, with life that's going to transform me to be a better person, to progress further in life. Um, and I'm not just talking about money stuff. I'm just talking about life in general because life isn't always about money. It just it just really isn't. Um, An understanding that has helped me grow. It, it has helped me understand that though love is a big part of life, it's so many much. It's so much more things that are bigger than that. I went completely off <laughs> track today. I had, like I had different notes that I wanted to talk about, but energy is energy and I got to keep it flowing. Um, today we learned that love is very much undeniably beautiful and essential, but it cannot stand alone. It just can't. Compatibility, effective communication, navigating challenges together and fostering individual growth are equally vital elements in crafting the mosaic of a fulfilling relationship. We got to go through something to get somewhere. And I'm glad that you guys are doing that with me. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for all things complex and poetic properties merch. If you want to donate to the podcast, head over to the Good Pods app 
which is a great app for podcast listeners and hosts. You can interact with your favorite hosts in real time. You can also leave a tip. If you want to donate to the business overall, head over to my Twitter, The Complex. There's a tip jar over there. If you are somebody who likes, comments, and shares, I appreciate you all the same. I love you more than, than you know. Uh, please continue to like, comment, and share. And I hope that these sessions help you guys, um, if nothing else, to allow vulnerability in your life so that you can get that shit off your chest. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com for all things complex. And remember that no matter the darkness, as long as you are breathing, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Peace.